Chapter 5 of Dave Dashaway and His Hydroplane by Roy Rockwood. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 5 A $10,000 Order. What's happened? cried Hiram, rolling over and over on the gravel walk to which he had tumbled. Stop that man! shouted Dave. In a flash, the young aviator took the meaning of the situation. The fugitive, for such he now was, made a quick move the instant he gained his feet. Not waiting to see who had obstructed his progress, and probably deciding that it was the police, he bounded in among the bushes. Dave, running after him, made out his form dimly, swiftly scaling a rear brick wall. "'Why, what is all this?' demanded Hiram, staring at the litter on the steps. "'That man was a thief,' explained Dave. "'It looks that way, doesn't it?' "'Hello?' Both boys stepped back and stared upwards. Over the porch was a second railed-in veranda. A night-robed figure had crossed it from some bedchamber fronting upon it. "'Hey, you down there! What's all this racket?' challenged this newcomer on the scene. "'Are you Colonel Lyon?' inquired Dave. "'That's me. Then you had better come down and see what's going on. "'Why so? Your house has been burglarized. "'Gracious, you don't say so. Where is the thief?' "'He has escaped.' "'Hmm, down in a minute,' mumbled the man, retiring from view." It was several minutes before the owner of the mansion put in a second appearance. He came cautiously out on the porch, clutching a great heavy cane. He looked the boys over suspiciously. "'I don't understand this,' he began. "'Neither did we, mister,' returned Hiram. "'Till the thief came bolting out through the front door, he fell all over me and dropped his bundle. That's what was in it.' Hiram pointed to the scattered plunder. For the first time, the colonel caught sight of the scattered stuff. He gasped and stared and fidgeted. Then he hastened back across the porch and into the vestibule. Clang, 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 rang out a great alarm gong, and almost immediately two men servants of the place came rushing out, half-dressed, upon the porch. In a very much excited way, the colonel incoherently told of the burglary. He ordered the men to gather up the scattered plunder. Then he turned his attention to Dave and Hiram. "'Now tell me about the whole thing,' he spoke. "'There isn't much to tell, Colonel Lyon,' replied Dave. "'We were sitting here, waiting.' "'Waiting?' responded the showman sharply. "'Yes, sir.' "'What for?' "'To see you.' "'Eh?' projected the colonel with a stare. "'That's right, mister,' declared Hiram. "'You see, it's pretty early, and we didn't want to wake you up.' "'Yes, but what brought you here so early?' "'Business,' answered Dave. "'Business? With me?' "'Yes, sir. We came in an automobile from the city so as to be sure to find you early enough. We had just settled down here to wait and rest when the burglar came out.' "'Why, then, you saved me from losing all that valuable stuff!' exclaimed the showman. "'I should say so,' added the speaker with force, as he moved over and glanced at the heaps his servants were massing together on the lower step. 
watches, rings, silverware, my fur winter coat, and, hello, my whole collection of rare coins. Huh, that man must have had the run of the house for hours. Here, you two, come inside. You've done me a big service. Hiram chuckled, nudging Dave in a knowing way. What luck, he whispered. Dave, you're all right now. The owner of the place led his young guests through the vestibule into a hallway and pointed to a large reception room. You wait till I get dressed, he directed. Sit down and make yourselves comfortable. As he spoke, the showman turned on a perfect blaze of electric light. Dave and Hiram took off their helmets and made themselves look as little like stormy night aviators as was possible under the circumstances. It was nearly ten minutes before their host reappeared. He was fully dressed now and presented the appearance of a keen, active businessman. "'Think there's any use trying to catch that burglar?' was his first question. "'I don't think so at all,' replied Dave. "'All right, then. Carry that truck into the library,' the showman ordered his two men who had gathered it up in a rug taken from the vestibule. "'You'll take turns guarding the house nights after this.' Now then, young men, who are you? The showman put the question as he plumped down in an armchair beside his two guests. We're airship boys, explained Hiram hastily but proudly. Oh, commented Colonel Lyons slowly, looking the pair over from head to foot. That is, Dave is an airman, corrected Hiram. He's Dave Dashaway. Why, I've heard of you. At the Dayton meet, weren't you? Honorable mention, or was it a prize? Both, shot out Hiram promptly. Well, that's very good, said the colonel. I'm pretty well up in the aero field myself. I run that line at county fairs. Yes, sir, I know that, said Dave, and that is why I came to see you. That's so. You said it was business, but I must say you're early birds smiled the showman. We had to be, again spoke Hiram. How was that? Why, said Dave, I thought it was very necessary that I should see you first thing this morning. I acted on a wire from my employers, the Interstate Aeroplane Company. Your employers? repeated the colonel, a fresh token of interest in his eyes. Yes, sir, I have been exhibiting their baby racer at the meets. Ah, I understand now. I am going to take up hydroplane work at Columbus now. Last night late, I received a telegram from the interstate people. It led to getting to Kewaukee and seeing you. There were no trains. Road's too bad for an automobile, put in Hiram. And we came in the baby racer, concluded Dave. What's that? exclaimed the showman. You came all the way from Columbus in a biplane? Yes, sir, nodded Dave. A night like last night? We had to, you see, observed Hiram. Hmm, observed the colonel with a decided admiration in his manner. That was a big thing to do. Where is your machine? We landed on a heap of shavings in a city factory yard, explained Dave. We left the machine in charge of the watchman. And automobiled it out here? Why, say, I had some dealings with your company. 
I know you did, said Dave. I wrote them for specifications and figures on light biplanes. They sent outlines that pleased me very much, and I told them so. Their man made an appointment to be at my city office to close up matters day before yesterday. He never showed up. I know that, said Dave. Well, what was the trouble? I will explain that to you. You see, the star man was here yesterday. He made a pretty fair showing, but I was rather struck on your goods. Everybody is that knows them, spoke Hiram. Well, I was to let the man know this morning at my city office my decision. You are on deck. All right. What do you have to say? Why, just this, replied Dave. I'm not much of a business man, of course, but I hurried out to see you because I believe a trick has been played on our people. Who by? The star crowd. Ho, oh, ho. In some way they have sidetracked our agent. I have with me, continued Dave, the detailed plans and figures on your order, which had been forwarded from the factory to the Northern Hotel at Kewaukee. All right. Show them up, directed the colonel briskly. Dave did so. Hiram sat regarding his friend with undisguised admiration, as for one half hour Dave went over papers, explaining the merits of the interstate biplane with all the clearness and ability of a born salesman. "'He'll do,' pronounced the showman with an expansive smile as Dave concluded. "'That's the contract, is it?' "'Yes, sir.' and Dave handed the showman the paper in question. All right, I'll just go to the library and sign it. Dave, whispered Hiram in a triumphant chuckle as Colonel Lyon left the room. Great! Dave returned a pleased smile. He suppressed partly the great satisfaction he felt. You see, remarked the showman, returning in a few minutes and handing the signed contract to Dave, I favored your machines from the start. It must be a good machine to make ninety miles on a night like last night. Now then, young gentlemen, I've ordered an early breakfast, and I want you to join me at the meal. There was no gainsaying the hearty, imperious old fellow. The boys felt first class as they finished a repast that sent them on their way, complacent and delighted. The company will acknowledge the contract, Colonel Lyon, said Dave as they left the porch, and attend to other details. I don't suppose, Dashaway, answered the showman, that you're open for such a week's stunt as exhibiting at some of my county fairs. I am under contract with the interstate people, replied Dave. If I get out of a job, Colonel Lyon, I shall be glad to have you consider me. I fancy I will, declared the showman with enthusiasm. I'll make you a liberal offer, too. You've saved the carting away of all that stuff the burglar gathered. I'll make it up to you some way. Dave waved the contract in reply. I couldn't have a better feather in my cap than this, he cried gaily. Many, many thanks, Colonel Lyon. And you'll find the interstate biplane just the best in the world, added Hiram. We've kept that chauffeur waiting a long time, observed Dave, as they came out upon the boulevard. Oh, he's used to that, suggested Hiram. I'll give him something extra for his patience, said Dave. Yes, 
the interstate people can well afford it commented hiram think of it a ten thousand dollar order hurrah end of chapter five